Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Totally Well Show. I'm your host, Joyce Strong. The Totally Well Show is a place where we get curious, ask questions, and explore everything to do with health, wellness, fitness, personal development, helping people, and all the things it takes to help you live a strong, joyous life. I have a treat for you today. My very first coach, Erica Jackson. I met Erica back at Well Coaches back in the day about 10 years ago when I was first getting started, and she thought I could, and guess what? I can. She's the one that really believed in me at the beginning and taught me all about what coaching is. She's uh, since then grown herself and blossomed and is high up in the ranks at Well Coaches and author of a uh, a training manual for coaches, co-author of a training manual for coaches, and she is just this wonderful, warm-hearted person who just every bit of her voice tells you that she loves what she does. She's really changed my life in ways that are unimaginable when I look back 10 years ago when I first got started and helps us understand what coaching is all about. It's what I do. It's what Erica does in our own special way because there's only one me and there's only one her. And if you're a coach or you want to be a coach, there's only one you. So I'm so excited to share this episode. It's been a long time coming. I wouldn't be here doing this podcast today if it wasn't for Erica, even though she never talked to me about podcasts way back when. So I'm so grateful to have her in my life. Please do reach out. All her contact information is in the show notes. And I know she'd love to hear from you. Let her know you saw her on Totally Well Show, Totally Well Podcast. Make sure you catch the uh, video version. I have an audio version just on the podcast and a video version, which is going up on YouTube and on the Groton channel, on TV, on uh, Facebook, and on my website, Total Well Coach. So enjoy this episode with Erica Jackson here at Totally Well Podcast. Hi, Erica. Thank you so much for coming on Totally Well. Oh, you're so welcome, Joyce. It's wonderful to to reconnect. We've been connected through social media, as you said, but it's great to get to see you in this in this way after so long. Yes, and for our our listeners, this is Erica Jackson, and she is a coach um, who I met and was my first coach at uh, Well Coaches way back about ten years ago, and I'll never forget my uh, coaching time with you and how. Um, though we didn't spend a ton of time together, we did through the schooling and the programs that I attended with you in, in our private coaching sessions, um, but they were tremendously impactful. I can't even, you know, I caught you up a little bit in the preamble, but you've changed my life in a way that I'll, I'll be forever grateful for. Coaches, I think, are some of the most fortunate people on the earth in the way that we get to uh, be a part of, of a person's lives and, and make an impact in that way. So thank you. Um, it's meaningful to me <laughs> to be able to do the work as it is for my clients. When um, I remember when I first met you, and I don't know if I ever asked this um, you were so unassuming. I was, you know, I would never have imagined you had such power <laughs> to change me or help me change, I should say. Um, but I'm, I, I don't know if I ever asked, like, what got you started? Why did you become a coach? What, what, how did it happen? Yeah, um, 
I want to make a comment about the un unassuming piece first, and then I will tell you a bit about my history. Isn't that such an interesting dynamic about a masterful coach? <laughs> that the power of the coach comes from not being the expert, right? <laughs> not taking over the client. And so I'm glad to hear that you, you experienced me in, in that way. That means a lot. So I came to coaching from organizational development, my master's degrees in human resources with a focus on adult education. And frankly, I was working um, as a training manager in a large um, retail organization, and I was sick. I was crying every day on my way to work, crying as I left. I had strep throat for six months. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I uh, was just overwhelmed and depressed, frankly, on, on anxiety medication um, by, by the way that I was doing the work. Um, I felt really limited in my ability to have an impact on the, on the people that I was trying to support. I was really focused on, on the outcomes. But the outcomes, of course, were driven by their leaders. Right. So my role in training was to work with the problems, right, to to address what was wrong with the with the employee and try to fix them. And that felt like a really hopeless, negative, downward spiral. And so through another series of synchronicities, discovered coaching and became really excited about the opportunity to work with people and their whole selves, right? Learning that what's happening for somebody in the work environment is impacted by their relationships, by perhaps what they're eating, by their sleeping, by their thinking patterns. Um, and it's not just about what's happening in the workplace. And so coaching, uh, as I came to it back then, really opened up um, a new way of, of engaging with, with people. When you discovered it, was it, for, for me, it was love at first sight. Was it that way for you when you mm -hmm. saw it? It just oh. fit? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I um, signed up to go to a training, and this was going on 20 years ago now. And it was, uh, I live in Ohio, and it was, it was going to be in Georgia. And I, you know, it was still kind of on the fence. I wasn't sure what this coaching, you know, self-love, Oprah-like movement was about. So, so I said to my younger sister, just come down with me. I'll probably skip out, you know, halfway through the day. And we'll make a little vacation of it. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll go shopping and, and explore Atlanta. Um, so an hour in, uh, I realized I wasn't leaving the training. <laughs> that, that I was completely, um, I was just in love with the processes and the intimacy and the connections that were happening in this space in a way that I'd never experienced. Um, and so my sister spent a lot of time in the hotel alone that weekend and I had my life changed. <laughs> wow. yeah. So yeah, it, it, it really did grab me. Um, and, and that training was, was through an organization called the Coaches Training Institute, which was wonderful um, in terms of creating an experience, you know, kind of a full body experience. I was also then still really looking for the why, 
So why did this feel good? What was it about the methodologies that, that would work? And so I continued to seek out some scientific evidence for some of the some of the practices that they were applying. And I, and I found that through well coaches a couple of years later. That's so beautiful. Yeah. I, the first time I went to well coaches for the, um, for the annual, I was, I felt like I was walking on air. I was just so, it just felt so right. And as a scientist, as a nurse and as a scientist, yeah, I wanted that evidence based as well. And there's so much woo out there and I'm not, I'm not woo, I'm, I, but I'm open-minded, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the science can create the woo, right? This, uh, by woo, I mean that, that feeling, that falling in love with this new industry that you experienced right, right away. Yeah. You, you used a word that, um, that resonated with me, intimacy. Can you tell me a little uh-huh. bit more what you mean by that? Yeah. One of the things I love about coaching that can really scare a new coach, I have to say, um, as I work, I've worked with thousands and thousands of new coaches, is that you go really deep, really quickly. You know, we play in this world of social niceties, staying on the surface. We say, how are you? Somebody says, fine. And we just accept that. But a coach will say, what do you mean by fine? Tell me more about that. Let's dig 10 levels deeper (laughs) into what fine means. And let's connect that to your bigger sense of meaning and purpose in the world. And let's connect that to what you're doing today. Um, And so I love that a masterful coach doesn't wait, (laughs) doesn't assume there has to be some you know, specific waiting period to get deep and to get to know somebody that in the first two minutes of a coaching conversation or coaching relationship, you can learn something really special about somebody that maybe they've never even told another human being. That's a real honor and privilege. It's sacred, really. Sure is. Um, I want to take a step back and see if you can help me to define what a coach is. And I know that that word is used so much now and means so many things, but I guess I mean what the kind of coaching you taught me through Well Coaches. Yeah. Well, in its simplest, it's having a conversation with somebody that allows them to discover things about themselves that they wouldn't have done without having the conversation. You know, we... We help our coaches learn how to create growth-promoting relationships, relationships with a client that enables them to identify their strengths, their meaning, their value, their purpose, their successes, their their success strategies. Uh, Having said all that, my real answer to what is coaching when somebody asks me out in the world is something like this. Well, tell me what you know about it. Tell me what you're curious about. <laughs> you know, tell me about um, what, what attracts you to this idea of coaching. Right? So instead of the sales pitch about what coaching is, I begin coaching to learn more about that person. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. 
<laughs> when I when I've gone through uh, working with people in various ways, and I I know I hear this um, from other coaches as well. I'll I'll start to go deep with somebody, and um, yeah. they, they back off like this feels like therapy. How do you respond? Uh, How do you differentiate something that feels like therapy when a person responds like that? Yeah, right. I think there there may be an impression that um, therapy is the only space for dealing with with emotions. But gosh, how could that be? Because humans are experiencing emotions every millisecond, right? And they're changing uh, based on what they're looking at or what thought, the thought bubble that pops up in their head. So um, the human experience is the place for, for emotions. So one, you know, one way that we describe the um, distinction between coaching and therapy is that are best suited to support a client or patient in in recovering from trauma or in moving past a place of stuckness um, that is getting in the way of their functioning with daily living. But uh, and a coach is perfectly capable of. Uh, and should deal with emotions. There are emotions, reactions, both biological and thought, uh, related to to any new goal or any new activity that somebody is is about to embark upon, and we must address those emotions. As you know, one of the tools that we give coaches for for um, for processing emotions, it comes from the work of Marshall Rosenberg and nonviolent communication uh, through the form of empathy guesses, where we are listening deeply for the client's feelings mm-hmm. and the need that's underlying that feeling, which could either be met or unmet, depending on the circumstance. Yeah, it's so nice to hear you mention uh, nonviolent communication. I I talk about it often, and I I find that um, identifying a person's needs, helping them identify their needs, is it it comes before everything else that we do. Um, They they're they're eating. Say they want to come in for a change in their nutrition, and they can't stop eating. And I I will I will talk to them about. they'll ask me, what can I eat for stress that will make me gain weight? And I'm like, (laughs) I just find that just a really funny question. So. Yeah. So we, we talk in the program about eating um, Oreos or celery (laughs) uh, is a strategy for getting a need met. And until we can identify the need and and the emotions that are being generated, we'll be less likely to then be able to see the other potential strategies to get that need met. So if we're attached to, you know, eating the pizza when we're stressed and haven't identified what the underlying need is, um, that is generating that sense of anxiety or frustration or fear, um, we're not going to be able to then say, well, perhaps taking a deep breath 
<laughs> would relieve that frustration or taking a walk outside or just asking my partner for a hug for 10 seconds. So Marshall Rosenberg always said that unhealthy behaviors are tragic expressions of unmet needs. Mm. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. I can remember times when I worked with you and practiced coaching with colleagues along the way. Uh, how good I always felt. Like I, I always felt that you believed in me when I didn't. I wrote a poem about it. I couldn't find it for today, but I'll find it and send it back. Oh, I'd love to um, hear that. Yeah, it had to do with, you know, the little engine that could. And, mm. and I think I can, I think I can. So you got me to, you thought I could, and you got me to think I could. And I always felt like you focused on my strengths, even, even though that was a little awkward for me, but, um, but also got to touch things that were hard for me to look at. Um, wow. It seemed like you did both. Is that both of those pieces part of coaching? Absolutely. Um, unconditional positive regard <laughs> uh, is the psychological term for for what for what that is. Um, uh, just an unwavering belief in in your you, Joyce, your capability. <laughs> for a coach to be successful with that, we have to let go of our need to fix, mm. uh, and that's hard for people in healthcare often, you know, our need to swoop in and be the superhero. Because as soon as we come in and try to fix something, it, it becomes our problem. You know, we, we take on all the burden. Mm -hmm. And you know what that does? That takes away from the client's power. Right? Yeah. It, it undermines our trying to communicate our unwavering sense of your ability to succeed. What I hope you experienced was um, less of me cheerleading, Joyce, I know you can do this, though I'm sure I did say, Joyce, I, I know you can do this. Um, but more of me creating opportunities for you to say why you could <laughs> um, whether that was through having you name your strengths or through for, through questions that got you thinking about times in the past that you had done something similar that you'd had a success that you could build on uh, whether that was a day ago or 10 days ago or 10 years ago. There's something to be learned from that. So the real key is to get the words to come out of your mouth rather than mine. Coaching is not about cheerleading. Um, and coaching is not about what you see on the sidelines of a sporting event where you're, you know, where you're screaming at somebody to move in this direction or that direction based on the coach's path. But it's about helping you identify the path that you can get it about. I, I, I guess I felt like you cut through the bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, I, uh, I tried really to convince you that I couldn't. <laughs> and you just kept <laughs> ways to bring me back. And like, yeah, but have you thought about this? And I'd be like, damn, she cornered me. <laughs> so, you know, not that you told me to do anything. You just cut through it. 
Yeah. So we, you know, a masterful coach has a, has a special antenna um, that they raise intentionally at the beginning of each relationship and at the beginning of each conversation to be listening for the good, you know, to be listening for the stories that you tell maybe even accidentally on your that are about successes <laughs> and to raise those back up really to hold up a mirror for you to say hey you you told me a story about this time when you used x y and z strengths i'm curious what that could mean to you now in what ways could you leverage it now right not telling you how to leverage it but to get those words to come out of your mouth <laughs> absolutely and um one of our you know one of our being skills in addition to the doing skills, is something called authenticity um, and, and another thing called courage, right? You said that I would call you out on your BS. Um, and so if you were over, and I, I don't recall you doing this, but if you were over and over and over again, you know, um, criticizing yourself, saying negative things, I might just with courage make an observation to say, you know, Joyce, I've noticed that 10 times in this, in this conversation today, you've called yourself lazy or whatever it might be. Yeah. I want to just pause with that for a moment. Tell me what's your reaction to having this awareness? And then we explore that. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love how you said that. <laughs> what, what about that does you love? Because it was, it, I will often say something similar, but I think I take it a little step further than what you did. And you, you didn't say too much. You said more with less. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There is the philosophy of keeping it simple. You know, mm. we try to reflect, to, uh, to mirror what somebody has said twice as often as we ask questions and, and allow the client to speak twice as often as we do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wondered. Um, I love your smile. I talk about that uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't help it. It's, it's one of the things it's hockey, ice hockey. When I skate, I'm all what people say, you know, when they take pictures, I'm always smiling. And, and if you can see it behind the mask, but, um, <laughs> and coaching. Because it just is who I've always been. I just, you know, without without the fine-tuned skills, because that's a work that, you know, we never finish. We just enjoy the journey. I, I want, One of the other things I hear from other coaches, I see um, and people who are, they think you can tell that they're a coach and you can tell that they want to train and they doubt themselves because they're not perfect. Can you talk about that in like your life and how are you perfect? Yeah. How are you? Why should you? Be <laughs> <laughs> not perfect. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> we all have our challenges. You know, I'm not wearing short sleeves because I don't love my arms so much. Right. Uh, <laughs> but, but I, We'll take a really nice long walk later today. So I try to be attentive um, and savor those things around which uh, I do have strengths to, to leverage those for my opportunities for growth. Especially in an entrepreneurial coaching relationship, in other words, where a client can choose their coach. Mm -hmm. 
our clients and, and humans in general really seek out um, role models. And, and by that, I don't mean somebody that is perfect, uh, that you know you could never be, but, but, but you aspire to be. <laughs> by role models in a psychological sense, when it comes to building efficacy, humans seek out somebody that they can identify with, that they see something in them that feels familiar. Um, and so, you know, when I was preparing to run my first 5K, lining up uh, in the parking lot of my small town, I didn't go stand behind the 16-year-old boy, right, that I hoped I could run as fast as. I looked around, and I found the other mom standing with her family in the parking lot, you know, who looked average size. Um, and I, I watched that person because there was something in her that I connected with. And so our clients don't need for us to be perfect. Um, and we're not telling them what to do, right? That, that, is, that is incredibly important. My path to being successful at being active, for example, is not gonna be the same path as, as my client Joe or my client Lisa. They must find their own path. That's non-negotiable. It can't be my path or they won't stay on it. Mm -hmm. That that's you said that so beautifully. I think that's another worry that um, either a person going to a coach or a person who wants to be a coach has is that they that it's somehow unreachable. And another thing I hear a lot of is there's so many coaches or people who call themselves coaches, and they're really all different things with just you know a common name. Um, and I try to tell people and tell myself that, um, th that there's only one me. I have no competition. There's only one Erica. And so not to be yeah. afraid because no one else can say it, even if it's the same words in the same way. And, and I'll attract different people. Do you find that to be? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and there's, there's a real value in identifying what your, what your niche is. Yeah. Who is the kind of client that you want to spend your days with? <laughs> Who's the kind of client who will who will invigorate you? Who you um, who will support you in thriving? Who you will look forward to desperately to get to to speak to again? Oh wow! This is we're almost out of time, but what a great place to wrap up that mm -hmm. concept of you mean I can choose who I want to coach. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and and to allow your client, you know, to choose if they want to continue. Uh, my philosophy has always been that I want the coaching relationship to be a blessing for someone. So it's been my personal philosophy, um, not that I'm right, but my personal philosophy not to, you know, require somebody to sign up for a package, for example. Nobody's stuck with me for six months. Mm -hmm. We work month to month, and at the end, my inquiry is, so what's next? <laughs> and, and then we determine what, what that next um, iteration of the relationship looks like so that everybody is at choice along the way. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Is there anything else you'd like to share um, today before we wrap up? 
One piece of wisdom in these times. I think um, there has never been a more important time for coaching. Never, ever, ever. (laughs) We're recording this at the moment where the, the globe is experiencing a pandemic. And what we know is that humans need connection to grow. And if that can't be in, in person, we can still have intimate connections with people via coaching. And so it's not a time to take advantage of that, but a time to answer the call. Yeah. I love that. When we first coached, we did it by phone. We have Zoom now and the technology upgraded. More people are familiar. And now this is is going to help that part of it. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I hope so. We can, we can give that gift. Yeah. Thank you, Joyce. Thank you, Eric. I wish we could talk all day. I really enjoyed catching up with you and, and seeing your beautiful face and hearing, you know, it was something about your voice. And today it just, I know you're a singer. And um, I didn't know you as a singer, but I've seen you do some of that stuff. And performer, and I'm like, yeah, it's the voice. You just, it's you sing when you talk, and it, I just love listening to you. <laughs> Thank you, I really appreciate it. My pleasure, and well, you hear the joy in my voice about this work. Yes, I do. Absolutely. Well, thank you for being there for me when I needed you and for so many people, and giving me so many skills that um, will, as I said, have forever changed my life. Thank you. Best to you. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. Joyce Strong back again just to say thank you for tuning into the podcast. I want to remind you that you can visit me at TotalWellCoach.com, which links to all my social media and my offerings, my Inner Circle membership, which is a an entry-level way to get involved, get coaching, and get all my classes for one low monthly fee. And if you want more, work with me one-on-one with intensive nutrition and lifestyle so that you can opt out of chronic disease, then get in touch with me and we'll talk about how that happens. We spend a lot of time together. I want you to join the one-on-one coaching if you're really committed to making a lifestyle change and you want a guide and a support and a friend to walk with you in this journey. You're going to do the work. I'm going to support you. Um, You already have what you need inside you to make these changes. So do reach out to me at TotalWellCoach.com. I love it when you subscribe and share and comment on all my um, YouTube and on Apple Podcasts and all those places because it elevates my frequency and it gets more people to hear and see what I do. So please, please, please. I really, it means the world to me if you would help support me that way because you're helping support my entire network. I'm here for you if you need me. So thanks again for tuning into the podcast and reach out. Love to hear you. Love to get your comments. Love to get your DMs. Love to get your emails. Any way I can help, let me know. That's what I'm here to do. I love to serve. So thanks again.